When you partner with Axon, you immediately gain access to a full range of products and solutions designed to meet the complex needs of today's grower. We carry all major brands and sizes of tires and wheels. We specialize in large diameter wheels for large equipment. We have one of the largest OEM replacement wheel inventories in North America. Known for extreme flotation setups, duals, and triples, we have wheels for all makes and models of tractors, sprayers, combines, and grain carts. If we don't have the wheel in stock, we'll custom build, sandblast, and paint in-house. There isn't a more vast inventory in North America dedicated to helping dealers move more iron. With facilities on the West Coast and in the heart of the Midwest, leverage our 230,000 square feet of indoor inventory to solve any problem a grower may have. Move more iron with Axon. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, Ag Direct can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving iron. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast number 331, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Pretty sure it's where we're at. This edition of Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire, helping dealer move more iron for the past 100 years. For information, go to axontire.com. Axon Tire has a couple great gifts, plus one. Wow. It's almost like a short line. You know what I mean? Like you get a 10, a 5, a 22, and 7. <laughs> you know, it's kind of where you're at. So it's it's the same thing. But Axon has got a uh, unless you go with our 15 percent interest then you lose the five do the cash discount you know then you get another three you know <laughs> and two pairs of gloves <laughs> what they've got axon's got is uh two free gifts send an email to marketingaxontire.com and they will send you back in return an alliance branded flashlight and an alliance baseball cap nice too legit to quit, right? So get one of those, send that to marketing.axontire.com, and they will send that to you in the mail real quick. Also, if you plan on attending the Moving Iron Summit, coming up here in Nashville, Tennessee, September 11th through the 13th, go to movingironllc.com, and in the upper right-hand corner, click the uh, Moving Iron Summit tab up there, and you will get, uh, when, you, when you do your registration, if you're one of the first 150 people to do that, you will get a $50 discount on your registration fee. So, Probably the best $50 that you can 
not spend in a while. There you go. There you go. Shut Absolutely top notch. All right. And Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. I always think of that 4910. They've probably hauled one or two. I bet they have. There you go. I'm sure they have. Yeah. Also brought to you by Ag Direct. Powered by Farm Credit, AgDirect is built for today's agriculture with simple applications, quick response, competitive rates, and generous, flexible terms. AgDirect offers buy, lease, and refinance options on almost all types of new and used equipment, non-recourse, and timely funding back to the dealership, plus sales incentives. No other ag equipment lender works like AgDirect. Learn more by calling your AgDirect territory manager or 800-525-9805. Or visit us at agdirect.com. Right on. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. Last of this podcast is brought to you by Envil AppWorks. Their dealer connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work today. All right, <clears throat> Aaron and I are back here to cause more damage to the, I guess, the world around us. I guess is the best way to put that. There you go. And if you were to uh, sit back and talk about what we saw happen in the first month of the year, Aaron, how would you, how would you uh, describe that? Quiet. It was. It was quiet. And you know, to be honest with you, I, I expected to see a little bit. A little bit. Uh, of quietness, I think maybe a little more quiet than I expected to see uh, coming off of what we saw happen. I'm afraid there'd be a lot of capital deferred back into that first quarter of the year. Right, they had to make some purchases and those kind of things. Been looking more at 23, but um, there's plenty of reason too to be quiet right now. I mean, if you take a look around, what's going on around us, we've got plenty of uh, things that are that are showing up right now. That hey, you know, we could be, you know, a lot of uncertainty. I guess is the best way to put it. You know what I mean? More than anything, if you look at you got interest rates, you got these other things that are climbing up and weather balloons, weather balloons. You got the Chinese floating their balloons over top of us. You got all this kind of stuff going on. But all that being said, I think that there is the quietness that we're feeling is there's plenty of people still looking for stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, it's just they're not in the. And the funny thing is, it's, it's really quiet because we didn't, you know, we got a machine and it took us two weeks to sell it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Two whole weeks. I mean, how can we ever? Well, they're not out? moving anymore. <laughs> like it's been 15 days. Right. Calm down. So I think, I think some of that, I think it's the point of reference that we, that we have. Yeah. To to. Totally. Plus you got to think, man, 22 was a doozy after a doozy after a doozy. Yeah. So everybody's kind of exhaling. Yeah, everyone's catching their breath a little bit, and I think like nothing happened in January specifically. Yeah, that I can think of that was like globally altering for once. Sure, yeah, it was like the first month, and just like, oh, okay, we're in the winter suck. Yeah, and yeah. everybody's weather sucks yeah. everywhere. But I think that, and here we are. Too. It does tremendous amount. I mean, we uh, take where we out here where we're at. We had three epic snowstorms come across here. We did. We 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 very late, did. very late December. We had, I think, middle December. Middle December. Yeah, it was middle December. Completely unprepared. 
it was it went from being like we had a blizzard come through we had all the crazy thing happen mm-hmm. and the high for that particular week was i think negative 50 you know it, what I mean? it was atrocious it was a very rough week and we've had that and then right after that was done it had didn't snow for like three days so it needed to snow again we had that <laughs> right. and but we, we only that, got six inches that yeah. time and then you know it kind of kept that's kind of the, the the whole kind of thing we saw all the way through january coming into february where we're at now if you drove around now you wouldn't know that we had that much snow no because no. I mean, it's, it's been like 45 to 50 degrees for almost a week for almost a whole week now a whole week now so i mean above freezing every day for like 10 days yeah. so and barely above barely below freezing by february standards um and in, 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 you know in february I mean, it was like you know it'd get to like 29 to 31 32 something like eh, that maybe 25 ish <laughs> but i mean there's just just it, down. it gets just cold enough to freeze up all the muddy shit yeah. from the day from yeah. during the day if you're down in the valley, like in the in the, ban- the banana belt where I'm at. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it stays a little warm. Exactly. Not up here in the high plains of Box Butte County. Yeah. I mean? But you have living on the peak, baby. <laughs> the plateau. But if you have uh if you're if you're looking at the thing that we're this is what we're gonna talk about today. We had you know Travel Dreams back on here. We're gonna talk about the planner market, but the one thing that I thought got affected the most by the whole 21 22 shortage and when you're going to get what when and why and everything else i think it was planners i think planners had the biggest impact because the planner new planners got delayed so much from at every aspect of it well I mean, literally to you could say they got delayed completely yeah totally like they missed planning yeah there's somebody that, and happy you know, june 1st your planner's here yeah. do you want to order your next one good thank god i got that 25 day corn you know what <laughs> i mean <laughs> but you but you have those kind of things happen and then come get this planner put it in your shed for six months and then bring it back when you trade it in on the next one that actually yeah. shows up and the thing about that that really affected the marketplace on the use side of it was that that also dramatically delayed any any chance to sell anything used for yeah i mean if it was a nine month delay on on the uh on the use side on the new side of it it was probably a 12 15 month delay on the use side right oh because yeah. by the time you got everything in and all the stuff done and this that and the other thing and made sure they got theirs and that one that they ordered is going to be there and you know but next thing you know it's six months have gone by and you're just now delivering the planner that the guy said he'd take 18 months ago. Right. So, I mean, so now you run into that situation. Oh, yeah. I, you get into those situations. I have guys call like, is that still a deal? Like, yeah, I just, (laughs) yeah, I'll let you know. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. We're, we're waiting. Yeah. And I, you know, looking at, at dealers lots, I mean, the beautiful thing about the planet marketplace we've talked about here a lot is that when we saw all of that stuff get sold at auction between, you know, 14 on, there was never a point where there was a from from I would say sixteen on to till today. There's never been a, a another planner problem. No, you know the, the supply has kept up with demand, and it's been a pretty harmonious thing. Can you imagine how many damn combines that would take at auction in a two year period to have that same effect? Well, it'd be very similar to what we saw in the combine on the planners. Remember how many planners there were? I know, but there again, are there custom planners? No, but there are custom harvesters. Right. And if you take out, um, if you take a look at, we got to understand the same custom harvester guy 
between planters and air drills, there, there's that's a one for one ratio. You take planters and air drills, put them together. I, I, I bet you, I bet you, I bet you that it's almost a one to one ratio with combines. Mm-hmm. If you have a combine, if you're a single farmer, if you're a farmer, you have, if you you have, if you have a well, combine, you got a planter. If you have two combines, there's a high likelihood that you might have two planters. Okay, so that guy cancels himself out. That's my point. I'm making to you is that you still have a custom rigs. Right, but someone had to plant those acres that they're that they're cutting with a planter. Okay, so if you take air it. drills and planters, I bet you it's a one for one ratio. A custom harvester X Y Z, yeah, cuts for twenty people. Right, he has ten combines. Right, that's an actual negative ten air seeder offset. Sure, yeah, all right. So, so I'm, I'm, I have no thanks a lot, math guy. <laughs> I have no uh, no data to back that up with, but I'm just saying that it just and seems there like it a, is. There it is. It seems like a reasonable. That's thing. just blue sky, but it sounds factual. <laughs> it seems it seems like a pretty good pretty good assumption. Um, to be that. You're, you're probably right. So if you take a look at that, so we had that huge sell off historically. Had a huge sell off come in there. I mean, lots went from being. I remember that you, that you talked to a lot of marketing guys. We had a huge sell off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did not know the Chicago Board of Trade was running Richie Brothers. Right. What in the hell did that happen? You had, I think, I think the if you remember how many how many planters and air seeders and all this stuff were lined up on lots, they were they were a windbreak, dude. Oh yeah, I mean they were packed oh, in their tight, and they were just piling. And all of those went to auction because I don't I don't remember even during the downtime downturn and the fancier they were. The worst that oh, was. was, man. And during that time frame, I, I just remember coming to the realization almost that if you wanted to sell your planner, you needed to take it to an auction. Yeah, because you weren't. No one was going to come and buy one because there was too much competition at the auction marketplace. But that was mostly, mostly specifically twenty four zero narrow transport type planners. Yeah, for mostly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, good was, job, good job, seed companies with the planting window. Yeah, <laughs> all yeah. of a sudden that showed up in 03 yeah. and oh, we need yeah. a bigger planter. Get and plan. then hey, let's get a bigger planter and go ten mile an hour. Yeah. That was the other thing too with that time frame too. Is I thought, all right, here's a perfect opportunity where we're going to see the twenty four row planter guy go to a twelve row planter guy or a right. sixteen row planter or something. No, like that. he went to two twenty four. No, I just take two exact emerge. <laughs> yeah, so I can so. I can I can average twelve miles an hour between these two, huh? Like that. We we can plant in one week. Yeah, and uh, that's why whenever the the whole crop progress thing comes out and they're we're twenty percent behind where we should be. Yeah. By, by by Sunday they're uh, we're up we're plus five. You know what I mean? Oh shit! It's lunch. We're even. <laughs> But so you had that huge, huge sell off. Everything kind of stayed the same. And then you extrapolate that into a bigger um, issue when you started looking at what happened in 21, 22, where plenty of people were ready to buy up and, you know, trade up and upgrades and this, that, and the other thing that were going on. And it was just a huge delay to come into play. And numerous, numerous. And I think I want to say it kind of feels like to me that late 22 um, started to see some planners kind of pop up. To where not like 
make a whole bunches of them by any means. But there were, you know, you'd see the occasional planner out there around maybe but, five to ten that were like, no one really has their name on this one yet. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's very one off. Yeah. But there, there are, there are some. Mm-hmm. There are no like three year old 24 rows no. that don't have a name. No. Or seven. Yeah. That's, that's very true. Well, if these other six guys don't want it, I'll call you and right. let you know. Yep. Yep. So I think uh, to me, I mean, looking out there, at, if there's anything in my opinion that's going to be this, the issue that we see right now with the availability of planners, I think it's, it's going to get, it's going to stay close to the same that we see now because how many conversations are guys having about the upgrade kit thing? Oh yeah. Whether it's the, on the deer side at the performance upgrade kits, or you're talking about precision stuff. I actually, for the first time, this is no joke for the first time. I'm, I'm personally apprehensive of that in the used marketplace because I don't know what to call it. Right. I, I get the serial number and I get all that, yeah. but the, the toolbar, the stickers there, that's all 14, mm-hmm. not 22. So I, I myself struggle with that a little bit, but I actually had a guy call today specifically looking for a puck machine. Right. So, yep. and I think that's going to also too is, and I was like, Oh my God, really? Yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of, I mean, I think that was, you. that was slow to take on because I think, well, it that well, that think, unleashed like a year before. Ooh, we can afford to buy the whole planner, right? Is timing, but the upgrade kit thing is not. It's not like it came out last year. You know what I mean? No, I know. It's been out since. I mean, you've been able to do that since what? Fifteen? No, on the deer side. No, I know. I, I think, think it's it like seventeen. Uh, I want. No, 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 no. It was when is when they introduced exact um, the exact merge. No, because that was 15. 16, you did. Okay, there you go. Yeah. But is that at Orlando in December of 15, they talked about doing it, the upgrades. So I think we don't have a price on it yet. The one thing about the one thing about um, the planner stuff, whether you're talking deer or case or um, white or monosome, whoever it is, that technology exists for all those guys right horse if, if you're a deer guy you can get the deer stuff if you're a white guy the agco precision planning side of it has all that if you're uh if you're in the case marketplace you get the same deal you know what i mean yeah. so you've got i mean to me i think that's where this the planner marketplace is so much different than what than what you see happening there i think that if you look at the planner marketplace that this is going to reset the way i think the way that business is done you know, more than anything, just because well, it, it looks like it fits right in line with your tech upgrade, not the whole machine. Well, it, but it's the only one, it's the only platform out there that universally can have that happen. Right. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Not everybody what? has. You could take an eight, you could take a lot of harnesses off of an eight R. Well, I'm saying like, if you take like a, Deer on it, like on the spare side of a deer, like what Case has to offer for upgrades and what um, uh, Fint has to offer on upgrades and Acum has to offer on upgrades and those kind of things. Those, I don't know this for a fact, but from what I understand, they don't have the 
we can upgrade the boom system and the spray system and oh right 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 right, right, right. i'm saying like so i mean that's not it's not there yet but it will be i mean it's bad no and, and you i give you a lot of shit about it because i despise it but tech upgrades is gonna be total bread and butter right all right so so anyway we'll take a look at what um through january here uh what uh what tractor zoom has uh has on the as far as their data place goes and we'll share this screen here real quick so we can see everything and go casey how you doing thanks for having us and i've got some planner data here to get a little bit of your feedback on so this planner data covers january 2023 and at least the year prior going back even a little bit further for the auction data the um Layout, the report is a little bit new, so let me describe that really quick, and then we can dive into some values. So above me here, these uh, little colored rectangles, just proportion of the average value between the different top six uh, manufacturers. Over here to the right is the dealership supply. Now, this is broken out by year of manufacture. We take this one all the way back to 2010, and with the data that we're looking at here, it's just 12, 16, and 24-row planners. And I can dice pause by 12 by 16, 24 or any comp. The 12, 13, and 14, 24 row planners <laughs> might have come back home. Yeah. They by far own, look at numbers. Yeah. Numbers of machine. Yeah. 12 is close, but the rest is a, well, at least 20. Yeah. So 22. There's 112. There, there was 106 in 2012. Oh yeah, look at 21. 154 to 64. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, and then and the 12's got to be 30 or less because of the yeah that much less color. But look how many came off the market, man. Holy crap. yeah. I mean that's just wowzers. You know what I mean? Got cut in half. Yeah, and, and then it stayed that way. Instead. No. Look at look at thirteen to sixteen. That's one third. Thirteen to sixty. Oh, it's on. Yeah, that's one in twenty four rows. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you look at that, I mean, and it stayed that way. And then there was like three guys were like, "I guess we'll buy. Yeah. We'll buy three. <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess we'll take those other ones. But your these numbers are pretty close. I mean, if you really start to look at them, they're pretty close. And you know what's neat? It when you look at that. You, you got to ramp up a purge uh -huh. and then, well, why would we want to be healthy? Let's sell too many of them again and ramp back up. Yeah. That's the, that 21 number of 24 rows. Casey, that is big damn number, man. Yeah. And Chickens are you, coming home to roost. Well, it kind of make, makes you, but look how, look how much they sold off though. Yeah. I mean, this in twenty. That, that's not a sell off. That's number of that model year available on dealers. Lives. Right, right. So in twenty one, there's one hundred fifty four. In twenty two, there's one hundred six. Oh, that doesn't mean today's supply. No, no, no. I thought that meant today's supply, but that's the model year. Here, here's twenty three right here. And this would be just a January. So, oh, okay. This okay. Is all twenty two. That's sales data, right. not. On hand. This is this is dealer supply. This right here. Is right. Dealer supply. So right. in 2021. But it's was, not okay. I get it. Right. That's the whole year, not <laughs> right. Right. Yep. Yep. I thought that was the model year. I apologize. Nope. Um 
I, that is the model year, Casey. Just back up on it. Said. I thought my understanding was what the dealership supply was. Pictures over here to the right is the dealership supply. Now this is broken out by year of manufacturer. We take this one all okay. the way back to 2010. And with the data that we're looking at here, it's just 12, 16, and 24 row planners. And I can dice by 12, by 16, 24, or any combination thereof. Uh, right below that, though, is the average auction and dealership value by month. Now, the auction value is in the bottom in the gray, and then the dealer listing value is above in blue. So let's get into the data. Uh, there is one actual nuance that I added to this report just because you and I have been talking about specific make models. And Would you uh, like to go in the NFL or own an auction company in fall of 21? <laughs> Go into the uh, 1775 NT and look at those values. Or we can cycle over here and just look at the older 1770 model. Actually have an overlap of last April. Yeah. But let's start at a high level. And last first. October. And my first question to you, and I've seen this uh, across a few different planner models, is that at the end of last year, really November, December, slightly into January, we were seeing a a significant increase in average planner values. You know, you can see it kind of encompassed there. And again, these are all 12, 16, and 24 row, but I think it really is prominent in the 16 and a little bit in the 24 row that you just have the higher average values here. And then it dips down to, you know, a little bit of a valley or a long tail uh, going through the rest of 22. Um, so my question for you as I pull out of that, is you know what was that uh, i've heard a lot of other people talk different theories is it skimming off the top you know we have an availability of planners that are out on the lots but it was a limited availability farmers knew that and so when they went there they certainly were cherry picking for the ones that they wanted that had precision on you know what i think that is from mm -hmm. i think guys are looking at technology obviously what they're looking at but i think a lot of guys are stepping back and looking at which one of these can I take and buy? Where's my investment at if I want to upgrade? Well, do I buy this hundred fifty thousand dollar planner and spend another hundred grand on, to upgrade it and have a, a two hundred fifty or three hundred thousand dollar planner, or do I buy the three hundred thousand dollar? Do I buy the three hundred thousand dollar use planner? Right. Yeah. Which where's which one has the juice? Which one's juice is worth the squeeze? Uh, the one that's done. I think you're probably right. My opinion. It, it's more dollars, but <laughs> either there again. Okay. And, and I know that's all figured in, but on, on an upgrade, you're paying the shop, you know, to do it. I hope you're not doing it. That's a lot. That's a, <laughs> a lot. lot of work. A lot. It is a lot. So that, that's all figured into your deal. Okay. Oh well, we where's U bolts? Oh, we can't we can't get seven eighths nuts. You know, just the dumbest shit mm -hmm. could derail that thing out of planning day one through five. Right, and all that's going to do is every single fifteen minute segment that passes that gets to be a more difficult and difficult situation for everybody. Yeah, versus oh look, there's a twenty one. All I got to do is lower the three point, click her in, and go. Right, take it home. I think some of that too came into play. I would love to see. I think another part of this too, 
here, here, and here, these model years. Mm-hmm. Um, remember how many planners got delivered all at once? Oh yeah, and how many? I mean, there for a while we were like, "Well, we got a lot of these planners," and then they kind of disappeared. Right. I mean, but I mean, between man, we got a problem between July, Tuesday. July, and September. There were a lot of planners that got delivered. Yeah. I mean, so that has something. Yeah. Some of these guys here too. I mean, right on time to haul to Brazil. <laughs> there's some of these, some of these uh, planners up here that literally haven't like didn't even go to the field and they're getting no, started in. No. All right. They could go high speed, um, exact emerge. Any of those high technology values, obviously, is going to be more expensive, and so they're picking those early. And then once they pick those. The average value dropped because what was remaining didn't have as much tech on it. And uh, so anyways, I'd like to get your opinion on what you think was causing this down into there. Now, let's take a look, though, just going through some different size of planners. So at 12 row planner, on average, you know, you've got a little bit more variability here going across in the dealer values. But Last man, is it close. December, yeah. dealer values at 67 and I think that's something that's pretty important to point out is that here's your auction value. The gray line, blue line is dealer, uh, right. dealership value. There is. Ooh, look at October. Yeah. Man, man, last fall. Last fall was more wild than I remember. Yeah. You could buy it. It was more expensive for you to buy something. At would all. you like this new one with warranty <laughs> or that used one? I would like that used one and to pay way too much. I mean, you can't really see where that's at, but that's, I bet that's a. On average, that's a fifty thousand dollars spread. Yeah. So. And then this December sixty-seven. So while it looks fairly flat, that is increasing fairly significantly uh, year over year, probably about you know one sixth worth, uh, about fifteen to twenty percent. You know, auction values over that same time frame sitting at a fifty-one, almost fifty-two to this December, getting up to almost fifty-six. Uh, Again, with a lot of variability in there that you'll find with planners, seems to be increasing about at the same rate for those smaller planners. They're almost dead even Moving right up, now. Though, just looking at 16-year-old planners here, uh, you see you have a little bit of a flip in who carries the largest average value from a manufacturer standpoint. You certainly see that bump that I was talking about there. And let's just look at January now. Dealer values averaging at 110 in January, last January, to this January, 132. So you're up uh, 20K, and again, you know, that's probably right around a somewhere between a 15 and 20% increase. That's really disturbing. And then jumping up, looking at... Okay, so what, what do you think that is? You got your tails. They're going different directions. That's scary. Yeah. But, but here's why. Did you see average auction was just 32? Right. Yep. That's, you know, that's some 1770. Sure. Old stuff, some yep. seven banged out 1720s. Right. Dealer was 132. There's your 75s. Right. Your 1725s that we're yep. famous for. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there's, there's, a, I guarantee you that spread, that's all it has to do with. Yeah. I agree. I would agree. But it's scary players. to see. Yeah. Some extent. You've got, Last December, just shy of 200,000 on average, just over 200,000. 
So 15 to 16,000 increase, about an 8% year over year uh, type of increase you saw. So and question back in your court is, is that common? Is that what you've seen in your area? Do you think that is common across some other geographies in some other regions? What I did see here, and again, I would like to know uh, your opinion on, on what this is. 24-row planters, besides some variability in low auction season, which you're not going to sell much, one, here in October. Uh, it's just not the time. But it did finish the year incredibly strong. And in January, you know, it's for the few that are out there, it's higher than Baylor. Continue to be strong. So, any um, it's a wash. Any reason why the good strength of sales uh, that planners have had lately? All right, it's my opinion. Woo! My opinion is that they're they're available. Look at that climb on the chart. Yeah. That is a that is a big climb. You thought there might be a correction, and it's still going up. Yeah, two different corrections. So I, I would I would say um, this right here. So you have. July time frame, that's EOP, everything you you know gets traded for and people make some sales and they buy some things there, those kind of things. But right. um this August, if anything, July is the flood yeah. of the market. Yep. As far as the listings. <laughs> you can't, yeah. can't begin to give it then, but I would say notably October, moving into through December, January, February, March is your peak time to sell planner at auction. Yeah, well, you're yeah, you're year you're leading, in, you're, you're, you're year in, and you're leading into the season, right? I would say everything at year end is probably a plus, other than your seasonal items. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't sell a chopper year end. I wouldn't sell a combine year end unless it's a unicorn. I wouldn't sell hay equipment year end. Yeah, especially I mean, I think, hay, especially hay equipment, and I think you, hay and forage. Period. But I think if you look at at those specific things that you just rambled off. Um, would I sell them at an auction? Like we just said, no. January, February, March, yes, I would. Um, because again, you're headed into season, right? Where I think, to me, I think the planner, uh, best time to sell a planner, in my opinion, is from the last October, November, December, January, February, March. Yeah, March. And March is getting late. It's getting late, but you still see guys at the bottom. 20, 20 years ago, March was fine. Yeah. Because we didn't have to take it home and put on $100,000 worth of true. wire harnesses and zip ties. And- yeah, true. But you, but the other time, I think that's a very neglected time that people don't really pay attention to a lot is that July, um, late June, early, late June, July, and like the very first week of August. Post DOP. Those are all. Typically, some pretty strong times to look at. Right, you, you're just not by any means as a gangbusters, but you have an opportunity there. Oh yeah, if you market and, it right, that you have you can sell some planners. And and your buyers are learning. Sure. Every every year, I get more calls from guys in June that are used planner hunting. Yeah, because they know that's your that's, first yeah. chance. Yeah. And yep, put my name on it. Yep. Yep. Hope it hope now, it comes in. Let's yeah. dive into some of these specific yep. models, though. Seventeen seventy. More of an old general one hasn't been produced since 2014. So obviously here you've got your, your manufacturing years. And we can even dice this one up a little tighter and say, let's just look at. You look at current on 1770s. Yep. Crossover. Big time crossover. Yep. 2017s with 24 row. You know, dealer, 
Well, even last year is lots of crossover. This year, yeah. one fifteen. So relatively yep. flat again for an older machine. Is that what you would expect, even in this tight equipment market? And speaking of consistent and tight, and look at 16 that sixteen rows, seventeen seventies. We're looking at the exact planner that everybody. We're looking at the exact planner everybody dumped. Okay, right. seventeen seventy, mm-hmm. twenty four rows. Okay, you're down to. 64, 71, and 37. 37, 14s is all that's left. Yeah. Or that, that's out there. Right. According to your data. Yeah. This 83. Last that's impressive. To 91. Looks a uh, slight increase. Looks a little more flat than maybe what it is. But extreme parity uh, with that auction market. Now let's move out of that 1770 and go to something a little more recent. Let's look at this NT model. What we have here are you know a huge increase uh, in December values, average December values, just under a quarter of a million last December. In this most recent December at 180. But again, you've got a lot of row variability, I'm assuming, with this. Um, and perhaps that's the way that uh, this is explained away. 24 rows for those same 1770 NTs. Dealer sales just at above a quarter of a million this January to right about the same. And then finally, just taking a look at this DV60. And this is DV60, all 24 row here, uh, of course. And you've got, you know, again, a lot of variability in this, but with the options that come on rows, center fill versus not, um, just all the technology, I'm assuming that just this range is really what um, what we might make sense of, if there's any sense to be made out of this at all. So this is just a quick recap of the planner market, looking just again at 24, 16, and 12-row planners. Uh, if you have any questions on this, feel free to reach out. You can find us at ironcoms.com, and there we might be able to answer your questions on how we're helping dealers with repricing strategies or helping them find uh, insights like this. Thanks for your time, Casey, and take care. Bye. All right. Did you notice on the 16 rows, there was two months of one line. Yeah. yeah. And it was uh, up to <clears throat> 45. Yeah. Yeah. So I think if you're out there looking at, at those specific things, anything that shock you, you think, or, you, or anything that you didn't realize was happening that happened? Yeah, I I honestly felt that seventeen uh, seventies were softer than what their data showed. Right, I really did. Yeah, kind of me too. So when I was looking at that, saw that. To your point, you made a good point there. When you're looking at how much they fall out, where are those machines? Where are those seventeen seventies at? Right. You know what I mean? Where did they go? I mean, <clears throat> if you're still running a twenty twelve planner, um, you know you you got to. You got an eleven-year-old planner, right? You know I mean, so I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them out there still running all the right. Time. Oh yeah, I mean, just that's just the ins, ins and outs of them. So, yep, right on. Okay, uh, probably a good place to wrap that up, Aaron. Folks, want to reach out to you and get more information about what it is you're doing. What's the best way to do that? Well, I'm on all the socials by my name, AA Ron Fintel. Um, call me. 
text me 308-760-1193 or email me aaron.fintel at movingironllc.com. Right on. Uh, you can find me at Moving Iron LLC on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron Podcast on LinkedIn. And check out the video version of this over on the YouTube channel, Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel. So check it out there. You go to movingironllc.com. Um, you can, there's a contact me thing there you can go to and it'll send me an email. You can send me an email at Moving Iron Podcast, movingironpodcast.com. Or you can uh, just send a smoke signal up or whatever you want to do and, and get a hold of me there. Um, Probably the best way to sign up for the Moving Iron Summit is on the Moving Iron LLC website, which is that's the only place you can do it, right? So, well, imagine that. Imagine that coincidence. Upper right-hand corner, click on 2023 Moving Iron Summit. Uh, check that out up there. And if you want to take advantage of that $50 discount from the moving, from the folks over at Axon, make sure you do that and be the first 150 people to do that. We've probably got, I think we're close to 15 people signed up now, 20 people signed up now. So, moving all right along. Typically, the the week before everything happens, 150 people sign up. Right. So, hey, so, that deal's at noon today. Can we <laughs> sign up? We're we're on the plane. We're on our way. Like, yeah. yeah, you're getting caught. So, <clears throat> so you know, take advantage of that. You can go there and register at movingironllc.com. So, with that, I am Casey Seymour with Aaron Vennel. Smooth smart folks. Ow. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hard work.